You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. Shh. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. <laughs> Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view. So give a tail-wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host, Sarah Wilson. Welcome to Teacher's Pet. This is Sarah Wilson on Pet Life Radio. This week, we have a lot of fun in store for you. I went down to Mass and met with Nancy and her Golden Retriever puppy, Gypsy, and you'll see a little bit of that. We started some simple sit, we worked on the guided down, and I started to build come off the head turn that you've already seen in previous episodes. So that was a blast, and we've got video clips to go with all three of those things. We're going to wrap the show with a listener's question that came to us from Japan. So hello to all of the Japanese listeners, and tune in for that one. We'll be started in a second, just after we hear from our sponsors. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's Pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule. If you've got a passion for pet fashion and a flair for animal wear, this is the ultimate place to take a peek at what's chic in the world of designer pet fashion and cool new pet products. On the Pet Set with our fashion diva, Queen Dog Lady. The Pet Set, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. It's time to start scratching for donations for the Humane Society of Broward County's Walk for the Animals presented by VCA Animal Hospitals. The walk is Saturday, March 1st at Esplanade Park in downtown Fort Lauderdale. You'll need a registration form, so stop by any VCA Animal Hospital, IHOP, the Museum of Discovery and Science, or the Humane Society. This event is also brought to you by Big 105.9, Comcast, Purina One, PetLifeRadio.com, Tidy Cats, and The Herald. Call 954-266-6817 or log on to walk4theanimals.com for more details. See you there. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. 
Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Ugh. Okay, teacher's pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Pay attention, there may be a quiz later. All right, we're back. This is Sarah Wilson on Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. Gypsy is adorable. A very typical, happy, outgoing, ball-crazy, treat-loving, people-adoring golden retriever puppy. Nothing wrong with Gypsy in the least, other than she's four and a half months old, she's a moving mouth, she's spontaneous, she's happy, and she's distractible. In other words, she's a puppy. One of the things I worked with her on right away was the simple sit. And I want to show you this because this seems to be easily misunderstood. What the simple sit is, is it is light upward pressure on the lead. It is steady, meaning this is not a pressure you pulse. And it is light, meaning you are not choking the dog. Front feet are never off the ground. That's about five times more pressure. This is a reminder. It is not a correction. And with puppies, we use flat collars. Gypsy has already been taught sit, so all I had to do to introduce her to this concept was apply that light, steady upward pressure. The moment she sat, I released. That probably is best summed up by Pat Pirelli who's a horse trainer, and I don't know if he got it from somebody else, but I got it from him and from his wife, Linda. And what he says is pressure motivates, release teaches. The light upward pressure motivates the dog to seek an answer. The minute they sit, boom, you give slack to the lead. You give the instant answer. That's exactly what I want. So while you watch this clip, I want you to notice how quickly my hand drops a little bit and I give her slack. I want to underline it, circle it, gold star it, green light it. That's exactly what I want. Now, why would I even bother teaching this? And by the way, those of you with show dogs, don't teach this, all right? Because <laughs> when you go to stack them or hold up the leash, they'll be cued to sit. But for the rest of us, because now you're able to have a full conversation with your dog without ever having to look at them or speak to them. So if you're stopping to chat with a neighbor or you want to pay attention to what's going on around you, you can do that light upward pressure. Boom, they sit and you're done, right? Or I love to use it with jumping puppies and you will see me use it here. She starts to jump up. I give a little light upward pressure. It does not hold her up in the air. It is not resistance. It follows her wherever she goes. It's just that steady light upward pressure. It isn't resistance. It isn't blocking. But what it does is it creates a little oppositional thing on the dog. That little upward pressure makes the puppy go, oops, I want to go the other way. And what the other way is, is down and sit. Perfect. Now, could I give her a sideways leash correction? Yeah, sure. I did those for years. But what I don't like about that in this scenario is I want this puppy to feel confident and happy and to continue to figure things out. Over the years, I've become much more interested in the dog thinking things through than me just immediately inhibiting the behavior. I can immediately inhibit the behavior. So can you. But what can happen with that, which we don't mean to have happen, is if you correct the dog, they can start worrying that being friendly is the wrong thing or trying to be playful with me is the wrong thing. No, no, no. So I don't want to add doubt. I want to add understanding. 
So I don't want to do anything that frightens or hurts her or confuses her. I want to do things that make her go, huh, I wonder how I can change this. Boom, she sits, it goes slack, and you will see that she starts to think and she starts to sit faster and faster. Does she have an attention span yet? No. Do I expect her to? No. Not at her age, not at her breed. Am I starting to build tools that will be really useful as she matures mentally and physically? You bet. Lots of uses for this one. I'm going to go have you watch the tape. Sorry about all the traffic sounds in the background. We're at a parking lot in a mall that was right by a highway. But you can still see what's going on. You'll probably hear most of it. Enjoy, and I'll see you in a minute. Side note, if you're looking for the video clips, go to PetLifeRadio.com, Teacher's Pet, and above the episode title, there'll be a little icon that says Episode Info. Click that, and then the video links will be in there. And the links will be up on MySmartPuppy.com on the first page as soon as I get them up. I'm going to be traveling a bit this week, so it may take a minute or two, but they will be up. Now, the audio portion of the Guided Down and the Come with the Head Turn, I put up because I'm talking a lot and you can hear what's going on. I didn't do it with the simple sit because I was working solo at that point and you're basically listening to a lot of traffic sounds. I will try hard not to be so near to traffic in the future, but I think it's worth suffering through it this time. Enjoy. Now, back to our regular scheduled program. All right, see how easy that is? Before any of you start using this with jumping, I want you to really practice it when your puppy or your dog has four on the floor and isn't excited. You can say sit at first, whatever it takes to help them, because they will very quickly realize that that funny pressure on the neck, boy, you know, when they sit, it goes away instantly. Your job is to be as crisp and clear as possible. So you don't slowly lower your hand. That butt starts to go down, your hand drops three or four inches. Boom. Slack. Good dog. That's the good dog of it all. By all means, smile, praise if you want. No harm in that. But it is the release of pressure that is teaching your dog. Once your dog does that well, try it when you're out for a walk. You come to a curb, give them light upward pressure. Boom. They sit. Beautiful. The next clip we have is on the guided down. Now we call this the guided down because, much like the simple sit, this uses light pressure to motivate the dog, in this case the puppy, to lie down. This is not the same thing as the enforced down. The enforced down was putting your foot on the lead up by the clip and powering the dog down. This is entirely different matter and I want people to see it in action so they can get their own ideas about it. We're going to start with Gypsy. Now Gypsy's owner Nancy has done a lovely job getting this puppy ready. She's got a terrific lure down. She's got a very happy down. That sets us up perfectly to go ahead and move to the guided. You're going to see me start just doing a couple of lures to see where she is and she's great. Then I just took my fingers, put them in the collar, and did gentle pressure as I lured her so she would feel both the pressure and see the lure at the same time so she could understand better what was what. 
Then I did one with no lure and just the pressure, no problem. So I stood up and went to pressure on the lead using my foot. This is a much faster progression than I normally would do, but because of all her terrific pre-training work, it was perfectly okay for this particular puppy. You will see her be a little puzzled by the pressure, but she will not panic or be upset. I help her, I tell her down, whatever I need to do to help her to understand when you feel this light pressure, I want you to lie down. Now, why even bother to do this? If your puppy will do this for a cookie um, most of the time, why even bother teaching them this step? Well, because it's going to make your life a lot easier, that's why. You'll see it in part in this little clip because I leave my foot on the lead. When she lies down, the leash is slack. That is really important. I do not want there to be tension on the lead when the puppy or dog is lying down. Why? Because if there is pressure on the lead, then it is the pressure on the lead that is keeping the dog down. And when your dog is off leash, you won't have that pressure and the dog won't understand as well. And also, I want pressure on the lead to mean what? Lie down. So if they're already down and they still feel pressure on the lead, where's the green light? They don't have a green light. You always want to work toward a green light. You're always trying to get to good. So once they lie down, I want to make sure they understand that's the right thing. So there's always slack on the lead when they lie down. When Gypsy goes to get up, she immediately feels that light pressure on her neck. And you'll see that I'm keeping enough slack on that lead that she can stand all the way up. At no point do I have her head plastered to the ground because that is when dogs begin to stress and panic and get confused, which is understandable. I simply want the pressure. She stands up oh, and she feels that funny pressure again. Isn't that odd? Once she understands this, then Nancy can have a friend over for lunch, put Gypsy in a down, put her foot on the lead, and if Gypsy goes to stand up, she can just leave her foot there, let the pressure do its work, once Gypsy understands this well, and then the minute she chooses to lie back down, Nancy can attend to her. What a good girl. That was so smart. Pet her a couple times. What I like about this, too, is that it takes you out of the picture. If every time your puppy gets up, you bend over, you look at them, you know, Gypsy, down, down, lie down, down, what happens is getting up causes attention, and I don't want that because that actually is rewarding for the getting up. This way, getting up causes nothing, just that little pressure. Hmm, odd. Lying down causes the attention. Ah, that's going to help your cause. This is also a wonderful thing to do if your puppy's just being bratty and making you crazy. Do a couple of guided downs. Three or four in a row, walk away, see if that doesn't calm him down a little bit. The action of having to make the choice is very calming for some puppies. It makes it a very neutral behavior too. There's not a lot of drama, not a lot of movement, not a lot of voice. It just does the trick. So let's see how Gypsy does. Enjoy the clip, then come right back. So let's start with a little lure down with pressure. Good. So I'm just giving light pressure as the puppy flies down. Down. Good. Good girl. This tends to have a calming effect, which is what I'm hoping for. Good, good girl, good girl, down, good, good girl. So let's try it without the lure, 
Boy, is she bright, huh? She's adorable. All right, cutie. Got a couple of crumblies left here. Hi. Hi. So we're going to try it with our foot. Sit down. Beautiful. That's impressive. <laughs> Nancy's done a really nice job with her. All right. She's got a lovely down. You've already put a lovely lure down on her. We want to work on the guided because this will help with her. So my foot's there. I'm going to give her gentle pressure down. And you've done such a nice job with her. I know she's so cute. <laughs> Mom's smitten. And if she goes to stand up, that mm -hmm. pressure should help remind her in a second. I, we don't have to rush this. I don't care that it takes a second. Good girl. I want her to figure this out. Gypsy, down. Good girl. And that way we can start building up length of down. Notice it is slack. Oh yeah. I like the look of surprise. <laughs> I can't believe she's staying there. That's so great. Well, what's nice about this is the timing's perfect. I don't have to re-engage with her. The pressure re-engages with her. So she's up. I do light pressure. Notice again, she's not upset. She's puzzled. Mm -hmm. She's not upset. Let's see if we get good girl. Very nice. Very nice. All that training you've done with her ahead of time really prepared oh her God. for this beautifully. I love her down. I just think yeah, it's, so it's very useful. Yeah. Now generally, whoopsie. I generally like to use the foot closest to the dog. Yeah. A flat collar. Yeah. Because this isn't about punishing her. Good girl. Very Anytime she lies nice. back down, I praise yeah. her. Good girl. Very now that's good. what I did not understand. I didn't understand that I just keep my foot on the lead and let her figure it out. And let yeah. Okay, good. And then you can start developing length of time. Yeah. So because now if you put your hand down there and try to lure her, she's mouthing you, she's wiggling, she's right, doing all right, that. Right, 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 right. This helps her just to figure it out. And periodically I'm just gonna reward mm -hmm. her because how good is this? Isn't that nice? We love the can't believe that. I know. I and it's so simple. Yes. And she's not unhappy. No. <laughs> All right. How much fun was that? I love Nancy's enthusiastic disbelief and excitement with it. These methods are so easy. They really teach it step by step. Your dog won't be stressed. And if they are stressed, go back a step. This isn't a race. Right? You're just teaching them. One of the things clients often say to me when the puppy stands there feeling the pressure and not moving is they say, see, they're stubborn. It's really common. I don't see stubborn dogs. What I see are confused dogs. That puppy isn't being the least bit stubborn. What she is is confused, so she's just standing there going, huh, that's odd. A moment ago my head wasn't stuck, now it's a little stuck. I wonder why. That's it. She's not saying, I won't do this. She's saying, I don't know what to do. So anytime your puppy isn't doing what you want, try to think confused more than stubborn or difficult or stupid or spiteful or any of those words. Just think, my puppy's confused. And the minute you think confused, then you're going to think, I wonder what I can do to help her. So you'll see that, right, if you go back and look, Gypsy got stuck a couple of times. She didn't down very quickly, so I just told her down. That's it. Helped her out. She's a booby. This is new. Then as it went on, she began to down to pressure better and better. 
Do I expect perfection in the first five minutes? No, I don't. I don't expect it from myself, and I certainly don't expect it from a four-and-a-half-month-old puppy of a completely different species. It's nice to see improvement. With improvement, we will get better and better and better, and I bet that by now, with Nancy's work, Gypsy's downing pretty well to pressure. Before we go on, we need to take a break and hear from our sponsors. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail, right after recess. Want to know what cats like to eat for breakfast? Mice Krispies, of course. Learn everything there is to know about cats on Catitude with your host, Tom Doc. Each week, we'll spotlight a cool cat breed, give up-to-date advice on cat health, and check out spiffy new cat products. So curl up on the couch every week for a perfectly enjoyable time on Catitude. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Welcome back. This is Sarah Wilson on Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. Next, you're going to see how I start building cum using a head turn. So I start out with Gypsy doing what you've seen me do at other times. Approach an item. When she gets distracted, back up, pulse the lead, praise with the head turn. Once she got pretty good with that, then what I did was say cum as she's turning her head. Now why as she's turning her head? The reason I say come as she's turning her head is because when she hears come, I want her to do what? Turn her head. If the only time I say come is when she's looking at something, she may become confused and think that come means look at something. I once saw somebody in Central Park in Manhattan who, whenever he said come, his dog would pivot 180 degrees and race off in the opposite direction. Now, anyone who's done obedience knows a go-out is really hard to teach, so I wish I knew how this guy had taught this. He was, of course, infuriated by it. He thought his dog was being stubborn, difficult, spiteful, you name it. But why did the dog do that? 
the dog did that because my bet is every time he heard the word come, what was he doing? Racing away from the owner. And because dogs don't know English, all they do is associate the word with what they're doing at the moment they hear it. So this dog said, no problem. Come, if you want me to race away from you when I hear come, I'll do it. The dogs are smart. Just keep in mind, they don't know what you're teaching. So they will believe you if you associate it with something, no matter what that is. If your dogs hear off, 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 off when they're jumping all over you, guess what they think off means? In this case, what am I doing? I want come to mean turn your head back in my direction. That's the first part of come. Come is three things. Turn back to me, come back all the way, and then stop once you get here. That's come. Turn away, run back, stop. So I'm going to say come when I see that turn away starting because that's, that's the behavior I want to be cued by the word. And then I praise her all the way back as I'm backing up. Remember, dogs chase moving things. So if you say come to a puppy who doesn't know what it means and you stand there looking at them, they're likely to stand there looking at you right back because you're not doing anything helpful that encourages them to come your way. So I'm going to back up and praise her, give her a treat as she comes in. If she sits, I give her a treat. Great puppy. You'll enjoy this. This will look familiar. But I wanted you to see it starting with a naive puppy. And once you see the footage, come on back. Oh. So I'm going to back up little pulses. And the minute she turns her head, good girl. Hi, Gypsy. That was so good. Whoops. Now let's try not to get hit by the car. So that we're a little too close for gypsies. Yeah, I'm going to. Hi. Right what? Sorry, you're more likely to get a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well ask for that one. Consider that. <laughs> What'd she say? Yo, just put her right in the back. <laughs> good girl. Oh. Good job. So the minute she looks, which could happen at any moment, I'm going to back up, jiggle. Good girl. The foundation for coming with called away from distractions, handling distractions. Get my leash organized, finger through the loop. All right, now we're ready. Are we ready? Back up. Good, nicely done. Good girl, Gyps. Good. Good. Back up, squeeze. Gypsy, come. Good girl. So I can do this with or without verbal. I want to start verbal, back up. Gypsy, come! Good girl! So I'm practicing calling her away from a distraction. Gypsy, come! Good girl! Very nice. And I'm timing my command so that she hears it just as she, good girl, just as she's turning her head back toward me. I don't say it when she's focused on the item right now because she's not trained enough to work with that. I want to start having her associate come with turning back to me. So, Gypsy, come. Good girl. Very nice. I don't care if she sits or not right now. Good. Yay. Woohoo. That calls for a couple of cookies because she noticed that I wasn't coming with her and she came back. Back up to Gypsy, come. Good job. So nice. 
that was good. She offers a sip, she gets an extra cookie. Gypsy, come good! <laughs> So how cute is Gypsy? Really, really cute. What a lovely puppy. Before we leave off today, we have a treat. We heard from a listener in Japan about her two poodles. Let's see what's up. Here's our question. Sarah, I have two toy poodles. One is 18 months and the other is 15 months. The younger, Polly, is good at coming back to me when called. If I do the excited, crazy person behavior, he loves it and darts back. However, Agner, the older one, could care less what I do, unless I have food. He's a foodie. My question is, how can I wean him off the food? Sometimes, I forget to bring snacks with me, and he knows it. Then, I get ignored. I'm lucky to live in an area of Japan where we have lots of opportunities to be off-leash. I want them to come when called. This is especially important with Agner since he loves to chase birds. He happened to run into a pheasant once, and now even if he hears one calling, he darts off looking for it. Thanks, Sherry. Boy, this is a question many, many of our listeners will be able to relate to, right? The dog doesn't come. So, if I was there with you in Japan, Sherry, this is what we would do. The first thing I would do is see how Agner is with you on lead without any treats. Does he pay attention to you? Does he listen to sit and down? How responsive is he in the house? Because unless he's nailing his sits and downs and being attentive in the house on lead, yeah, we know that's the place to start. And uh, for all of you enjoying the squeaky sound behind us, this is uh, Pip inviting me to play. This is not the right time. I am doing a pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the right time. Elicited a flip of the hedgehog in my direction. Uh, so put up with the squeaking for a bit because I find it cute. All right. So first things first, how responsive is he on lead and how responsive is he around the house? I would let go of food in the house, no more treats for the basics, sit down, leave it, wait, and simply learn how to follow through if he ignores you. The other thing I would do is when I am working with him outside, I would use food, but I'd raise the bar. If I call him and he doesn't come right away, of course, he's going to be on lead, right? If he doesn't come right away and that leash tightens or I have to use that leash at all or I have to make extra effort, say the command twice, forget it. You show and stow. You put that treat right to his nose and then you put it in your pocket. Wait till you see the look of shock on Agner's face. How can this be? You will start seeing a much more attentive poodle. The other game I love to do for dogs like this is take him out by himself and can you get a hold of a retractable lead? And what I want you to do is go to an open field area and simply start walking with him. I don't want you to lock the mechanism. I do want him to be on a flat collar, a wide flat collar. If he goes north, you're simply going to turn and walk south. When he catches up, I want you to praise, yay, what a good boy. If he looks at you or is attentive to you, treat him then. Don't call him. Don't pat your leg. Don't give an early warning system. I want it to be his job to keep track of you. 
If you play this game and you really have fun with it when he's running in your direction and you really light up and give him a treat and tell him how good he is, great. You're going to start seeing him watch you a lot more. Now, another key to this is he is birdie. So dogs who have high prey drive often can have high play drive. So I would take up every squeaky in your house. There are no more squeakies freely available. I would have one that I save special for him. Again, put Polly away. This is Agner's toy. And a couple of times a day, I want you to walk by, take this toy out. When I'm doing this, I often leave it on top of the fridge. And I walk by the fridge, I take it off, I go, what's this? What is this? This is so cool. And I'll squeak it and put it in front of them and tease them a little bit. I'll let them grab hold of it. I'll bite dog. This is the most fun ever. What a good dog. Take it out of their mouth, put it back on the fridge. I want to build a squeaky junkie. Then when you're out with him, still on lead for a bit, because we're not going to give him a chance to fail. When he gets distracted by something, I want you to say, Agner, come and squeak the heck out of that thing. When he catches up, play tug with him, make that the most fun ever, and then stop, put it away. So make sure it's a toy that'll fit under your jacket, fit in your bag, put it away. And you turn off like a faucet. Agner, come, good boy, good boy, wrestle, 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 wrestle. Take it away, put it in your bag, walk off. You are no longer interesting. What will happen pretty quickly is that Agner's going to start thinking, oh, I wish she would call me because when she calls me, we have the most fun. I'd start with that. And also, for anybody anywhere in the world, if you want to send me a couple of minutes clip of what's going on with you and your dog, I'll coach you. Happy to do so. You can slap it up on YouTube. I'll come over and take a look. And then we'll figure out how to get it over to Pet Life Radio. And we'll do an assessment on the air. And we'll have fun. I'll give you lots of positive ideas about what to do and how to succeed with your dog. All right? So, Sherry, give this a try. Do these things. Up the work in the house. No treats in the house. Raise the bar. Include play. And play the flexi lead game with him. And report back. All right, I bet you're going to have a blast. And that's the show for the day. (laughs) And apparently Pip is really enjoying this whole section of the podcast because she's now in a play bow playing with her hedgehog. You are too cute for words, you are. I've done a few sessions with the cheese, but nothing really to report needs more mileage. Until next time, this is Sarah Wilson for Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. And remember, any pet can be a teacher's pet. Have a great week. Schools in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet with pet expert and author Sarah Wilson. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.